stopping in and co-hosting with me last week. Chuck, you did a great job, buddy, and uh, appreciate you showing me around Blade Show, too. If you guys didn't check out last week's show, check it out. We uh, gave our uh, limited uh, coverage of Blade Show. I was there for one day. Uh, Chuck was there for a couple of days, but uh, it was a great show. Made a lot of contacts, and uh, looking forward to going back to that next year and then all the upcoming guests that we're going to have from that show. This week, we've got a treat for you guys. I have Mr. Bill Hampstead. I said that right, correct? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> when you get into more than one syllable on names, uh, you know, sometimes I screw them up. So. <laughs> I understand that one, buddy. And uh, Bill, uh, I met Bill at the Sheepdog Impact Assistance Charity Ball that I went to um, few months back, a couple months back. Was it last month, Bill? Or was it a month or last? Yeah. Yeah, it was about two months ago. And Bill is the vice president of the member benefits for the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, also known as, how do you say your acronym? FLEOA. FLEOA. There we go. FLEOA. Okay. And FLEOA is the largest nonpartisan, nonprofit professional association exclusively representing the federal law enforcement officers. They also represent more than, was it 25,000 federal law enforcement officers? Almost 27,000 now. You're rocking on 27 now. Yes, sir. Very good. And what, is it still 65 agencies? You have more than 65. Still right around there. Right around 65 agencies. Very cool. So uh, welcome in, Bill. Thanks. Appreciate it. And we're going to get to know Bill a little bit better uh, in the show and more about Who rough simplified do or die hold them high at eighth and I? It is time for the talking lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. Consistent with rulings since 2012 in three other circuits upholding similar restrictions in New York, Maryland, and New Jersey. Uh, no surprise there. The Supreme Court did not take up the issue after those rulings. Uh, Alan Gura, an Alexandria, Virginia-based lawyer, has represented plaintiffs in each case. He did not immediately return requests for a comment price. So that whatever. Uh, yeah, they're constantly shocking and awing us with their logic, I guess, or lack of logic. They're saying that if you don't have, if you can't show just cause other than for safety purposes that you need a, this is concealed carry permit. You know, I don't think this this applies to carry permits, uh, open carry permits, but this is specifically uh, the way they word it is for concealed permits. 
So unless you can show them, you know, some sort of, and, and it's completely up to the local law enforcement on whether they issue or not. Isn't that right? Yeah, the local sheriff's departments, yeah. Right. All right, so here. 23 minutes past the hour, an enormous ruling on gun control today. This afternoon, this is Fox News. court determined that the Second Amendment does not give people the right to carry concealed guns in public. The judges of the Ninth Circuit Court also ruled law enforcement departments can require people who want permits to prove they're in immediate danger or that they have another good reason for the permit, a reason beyond self-defense. Shannon Green published the Supreme Court for us, and she's live in Washington. Shannon, what do we know? Well, Chef, here's how it works. Under California law, you have to have a license in order to carry a concealed weapon, and part of getting a license requires showing good cause for why you need one. It is left up to each county sheriff to set out the definition of good cause. The plaintiffs in this case said they wanted to carry simply for self-defense, but that did not satisfy the good cause requirements set in their counties. The counties essentially said just some generalized fear about safety is not going to work. Most cases, you got to have something like a specific threat, a restraining order in place, or if you're in a dangerous line of work that's considered high risk. Well, unable to get licenses, the plaintiffs sued. In that ruling against them today, the Ninth Circuit said simply, quote, the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms does not include in any degree the right of a member of the general public to carry concealed firearms in public. Several of the judges in the case authored their own dissenting opinions for various reasons. Judge Consuelo Callahan said this, quote, the Second Amendment is not a second-class constitutional guarantee. The county's limited licensing of the right to carry concealed firearms is tantamount to a total ban on the right of an ordinary citizen to carry a firearm in public for self-defense. This case will almost certainly be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Over the last couple of years, there have been a number of similar gun rights cases appealed to the nation's highest court, only to be turned away. It takes four justices voting yes in order to hear a case. We'll track it, Chef. Shannon, thank you. All right, so that's Fox News' uh, reporting on the, the ruling there. So they're saying that you know, just because self-defense, they're saying that the Second Amendment does not uh, give you the right to carry concealed. But what's it matter if you're carrying concealed or you're carrying open? It gives you the right to carry. You know, there, there's, they didn't specifically put a limit on it. I mean, carrying is carrying, <laughs> whether it's concealed or it's open carry. Uh, these boneheads ought to know that, uh, and we've, you know, we talk about this on the show day in and day out as far as preferences on carrying, is you want to carry concealed because you don't want to make a, a mark of yourself, a target of yourself. If, if a bad guy's coming in to, you know, rob a restaurant or rob a bank, you know, he's going to be eyeing it. Typically, they're going to be eyeing and, you know, seeing who's armed and who's not armed, and they're going to take those people out that are open carrying. And their whole argument about, you know, you need an imminent threat, you know, to be considered for a concealed carry permit. Uh, I mean, with all the things that are going on in today's society, especially with the terrorist threat that we have, I mean, you never know when something's going to pop up. That's the whole point in carrying is you just never know when something's going to happen. And if you've got to have a good reason, well, if you got to have a good reason before you can carry or conceal carry uh, in these areas, then more than likely, when that when that threat happens, you're gonna you know it's gonna be too late. So you know they're trying to be reactive rather than proactive for the uh, 
concealed carry permits. I just, I don't get their logic. They're just, they're idiots. They're freaking communist bastards is what they are. They're trying, they're trying to make us a defenseless, a defenseless nation so that they can just come in and take us over without a fight. You know, that's, that's what they're trying to do. They just want you to lay down and take it. Bend over, grab your ankles, and take it. There's nothing you can do about it. And you can't have any concealed lube either. <laughs> and, and no means to protect those that you love. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, welcome to the jack wagon train, you freaking idiots. Anyway, did you have another jack wagon? The collective group out there that is so anti-gun but fails to address the root cause of uh, mental health. Shooting a couple years ago in Connecticut, the uh, Colorado, all those guys were mentally ill. No service was provided, but it's easy to strip away gun rights on individuals rather than invest in the root cause and actually put money towards better mental mental health services for those in need and treat them so they become better and not have access to a weapon or have the desire to go out and do what has been done, I should say. Right. I just have a problem with... uh, the gun control advocates trying to rip away all the rights, you know, no, like California, no, no open carry, no concealed carry, uh, bans on ARs or uh, extended magazines. Um, it doesn't cost anything to strip those rights away, but they're not putting anything back into the system. Oh, and in the long term, it's going to cost. It's going <laughs> to oh, cost us. Absolutely. It's going to cost us everything. It's going to cost us our freedom, our rights, everything. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to disagree with you there. So that's the other jack wagon I, jack wagon I have is that larger group out there that are to recite that stuff. I saw an article here. Let's see if I can find it now. I probably lost it. All right, so I don't know if this is going to qualify for jack wagon or not, but I thought this was uh, probably made for an interesting story. So an ex-South Carolina police officer is fired for wearing Confederate flag boxers and he files a lawsuit against the former employer, says he was fired for being white. <laughs> a South Carolina police officer who was fired for posting a photo of himself in Confederate flag boxer shorts has filed a lawsuit claiming he was uh, dismissed because he's white. Five days after Dylan Roof shot and killed nine people in Charleston Church in 2015, North Carolina Sergeant Shannon Dildine posted a photo of himself on Facebook, bare-chested and wearing underwear with a giant Confederate flag printed on the front. At the time, the Charleston Police Chief uh, said the photo undermined Dildine's ability to improve trust and instill confidence when working with our citizens. Your posting in this manner led to you being publicly identified as a North Charleston police officer associated both you and the department with an image that symbolizes hate and oppression to a significant portion of the citizens we are sworn to serve. Uh, Let's see. We have two claims, freedom of speech and race discrimination. He was fired for expressing his First Amendment rights, his attorney Chris Potts told the Charleston Post and Courier, and a white officer who does something is is treated more harshly than a minority officer who does something. In the suit, Bill Dine claims discrimination after Sissy Police Chief Reggie Burgess was not fired for posing for a photo taken a week prior with Black Lives Matter members. Bill Dine said he was on vacation during Roof's massacre at the Emanuel, at that church. 
Uh, he didn't know that the accused killer had photos of himself draped in the flag. <laughs> Here's a picture of the guy. <laughs> Holy cow. He's like uh, standing in front of one of his door, doorways. Uh, he's got like his hands up over top of his head, showing his uh, Confederate boxers that he's got on there. That's hilarious. So, I don't know. I don't know if this guy's a jack wagon or not. I mean, he's got a point. Discrimination is discrimination. I don't care what you know what form it takes. So I don't know. We'll see. More, more power to him. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe bad timing in the uh, photo, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a police officer, you're trying to make statements. Uh, you you gotta you know you gotta expect some kind of repercussions. Right. All right. So good jack wagon training this week, Bill. Thank you. And uh, more to come on that Ninth Circuit Court. I'm, sh- I'm sure that's just stirring the hornet's nest, and uh, there's going to be a lot more of that in the news here in the next few, few, day, few days, few weeks. So, all right, guys, uh, I want to go ahead, and I think these are probably the last interviews that I've got from the Big Three East. So I want to go ahead and play those for you now, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to get into our interview with Bill. So stand by. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. All right, Leadheads, we are back. This is the Nordic Components Talking Lead podcast, coverage of the Big Three East down here in Daytona. And uh, we're at Day Three, and we still have people rolling in. And uh, we've got a very special guest with us right now, and it is, you've heard of this lady on YouTube. Her name is Baby Blue on the Town, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Marla. Woohoo! Welcome in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being on. You've been, uh, you've been busy. I have. I've been busy sending lead downrange. You have. You've been doing it long range. Yes. So you did your first long range shoot while you were down here at this event, right? Yes, I did, and I did it very well, and I'm very excited. So tell us about it. Walk us through your experience you know, with the, the long range shooting. And you were over there with those guys. Yeah, uh, Lansing Tactical. Lansing Tactical. Um, yeah. Out of Atlanta, over in the tower. So I told them I've never done this before. I don't know much about it. So they actually, they were great. They walked me through it, instructed me, very patient, very thorough, and... I laid down prone. He helped me sight it in, t- tell me, told me what to do, and I did exactly what he said, mm-hmm. and I killed the target first shot. Nice. Did you do the 800-yard one? First? I did not. It was 525. Actually, I was sighted in at the 800. Okay. And he's like, Let, let's do the 500. Okay. So I did. 
but I hit you it back first you off shot. On your first one. He did. And I was ready to go. Nailed it. I nailed it. Um, and then they're like, "Oh, we got two minutes. We're going to lunch." So I was able to shoot it one more time mm-hmm. and nailed it. Two in a row. So you two so in a row. Were, you were two for two before lunch. Two for two before and you're lunch. You were shooting the three hundred eight, right? I was shooting the three hundred eight. Very cool. So seven six two. So you just didn't get enough. I didn't. So you had to go back. I didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> so you're telling us about that. So that's why I was running late getting over here because I was having too much fun. Um, so I was actually shooting the. I think it was just the two two three. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were doing the two hundred twenty five yard target where I was flipping it back and forth. Okay. The so swinger that, target? Yeah, the swinger target. That was a lot of fun. Did, so did you ever go do the 800? No, I'm about to do that next. Okay, so you're getting ready they to do getting the They were getting ready to, they were actually getting that lined up when I ran over And which here. one, which rifle are you going to use for that? The bolt? I don't know okay. if he's going to have me use the same 7.62. Yeah, the 308 one? Yeah. But I'm super excited. I think I found a niche. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I love it. You found a new passion. I, did, I love it. Very cool. And this yeah. is your first time at this event, right? It is. Okay, so what do you think? I What's love it. it. I'm very excited. Um, I'm thankful that CJ invited me, sent me out the invitation and Schwell. A lot of people I knew, but I've met a lot of new people. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect because it's honestly about my first media event. I was at one very small media event one time. And so this is it for me. I didn't really know what to expect, but it's been great. Everybody's been great. Good positive experience, right? Absolutely. My, f- my first time here too, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. It's been fabulous. Yeah. So I may not have been as organized because I didn't really know what to expect, mm-hmm. you know, not realizing when, you know, the range would be hot. And so interviews, um, but it's a great learning experience. I did get a lot of, um, video, got a lot, shoot a lot of cool guns, awesome. meet a lot of new, new good people. So yeah. well, that's kind of what things. I did. That's what I used the first day for to kind of get a lay of the land, mm-hmm. the flow of how things go. And in my mind, I'm, you know, formulating my next day plan on how right. I'm going to. You know, get everything set up and, right. and organized. But uh, the staff here, CJ, Schwell, and, you know, all the, the supporting crew that they have here have done a fabulous job. Oh, yeah. Everyone's been wonderful. With our needs and what we need to help make us successful mm-hmm. in this event, too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been great. And CJ's here. Hi, CJ. <laughs> hey, how are you today? And Schwell is here as well. Schwell. Physically. 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 Yeah. Yeah, you know, not mentally. Yeah, day yeah. three. Day you know. three, everybody's a, a little, little drained. I'm actually, I'm actually mentally here, and I'm, I'm relieved now that the event's over with. I'll yeah, yeah. CJ's in a little better mood dragging. than than you heard him earlier mm-hmm. but, <laughs> when he was on with us earlier. But uh, that chocolate cake gave me a pickup, man. That that stuff is fabulous. Sonny's barbecue has done a fabulous job catering this event. They have fed Every us day, well. The food yes. has been excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree that uh, the chocolate cake has been good for you because you've been wearing it out. <laughs> I, I actually got had a, a piece bit last in my night. Stash right now, but, uh, <laughs> but I've been—I've like had no carbs for I don't know how long, and I was like, I've been saving up and saving. I was like, I'm going to treat myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some some celebration cake because I won an award, by the way. I don't know if you. If I you saw that. Heard. Congratulations. Have I, have I mentioned this already? Uh, I think maybe ten or twelve times. <laughs> He's bragging on us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That check That's, better clear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It will. You know, I, I think I had enough zeros on yes. that. So, yes. and I made it out to you. So the chocolate cake uh, is fabulous. Um, are we having dinner tonight? Or are we done? Are we done with the Sunny's barbecue? We, got uh, one more we, we are not having dinner tonight as far as this goes. But gotcha. we, we always try to get together when the event's over with for the companies that are left here okay. uh, and some of the people and, and sort of do an event on ourselves. And we're gotcha. still trying to figure that out just due to the fact of the amounts. Of, you know, we had 150 invited people here and 
probably another 50 gate crashers. So it was a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they could even find this place, yeah, well, to, that, to crash the gate. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the intent, but the, the, the mice will find the cheese. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. And speaking of mice, I haven't seen our little lunch buddy from the other day. Did somebody take care of him? Our little lunch? I don't know. But we have a uh, we have a big white uh, rat snake that's around here that takes oh, care of a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So he he got fed well, and I guess that rat snake probably got fed well. Actually. A literal mouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I you weren't that. here that day. I missed that. It was that. the first day. Yeah, we we didn't get here till the afternoon. There was there was a <clears throat> little mouse came in and joined us at lunch, and he was like going around everybody's feet, and it was Adam, the big guy from Palmetto State Armory. Who, who he decided to camp up next to? I guess because he's the biggest dude here. I guess. He's like he's gonna have a lot of a lot nice, of food. Nice dude. His aura was fantastic. I guess he, had, he has a fabulous aura. Yeah, but the aura. mouse would not leave. People would try to shoo it away, and it would just stay there. And Brave it was, little it was guy. Like begging, you know, for food. Yeah. You know, like like a That's dog funny. would sit there, yeah. you know, with the puppy dog wow. eyes, and That's so he funny. he threw him a little uh, bread, some bread, and the mouse was just down there chowing. Yeah, away, now he's not going he stayed, anywhere. He stayed the whole time. You know, while everybody was there, and then everybody left, and I guess he went out and the snake got him. I don't know. He's probably out eating the eating the electrical wires on the generator. <laughs> <laughs> it's safer in here than out there. We got the you know the snake as well as a gator. Uh, you the, do have a gator. It's not we, the snake will follow you in here. Oh, he's, okay. He's followed. He's followed really? us around in the building. Yeah, I don't like snakes. If if I start screaming like a little girl and running out, you'll know he's in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the snakes. So tell us about your channel, your YouTube channel. So I started a YouTube channel uh, approximately four years ago um, at the encouragement of my sister. I was like, I don't, I don't do anything to make YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't do anything. Um, so it started out. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, you're just having fun. Like, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm just yeah. having fun. And if it's not fun, then I don't need to be doing it. So I started out. I was, oh, I'll do wine reviews. Oh, I go places. I, you know, this, that, and the other. And then I started doing some shooting videos. I'm a fairly new shooter. I mm-hmm. mean, I've had a concealed carry permit for many, many years mm-hmm. kind right. of thing. Um, and I still, mm-hmm. because I still battle with what to carry, how to carry because of what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. For you guys, you probably can't relate to that too much. But for us women, it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Are you kidding? Whenever Swell goes to the beach, he always has a problem <laughs> trying to figure out where to stick that, where to stick that in the speed. So, well, other than Swell, you know, Swell can probably relate. So, yeah, so that's that's an issue. Um, so I, uh, so my channel is full of. Everything. But there are women that carry every day. Oh, this I and know. They know how, so we need to hook you and up. And that's what I'm. And that's what I'm. I'm been trying to work through, you mm-hmm. know, and also to bring that awareness to other women. Like, you know, this is an issue, and let's try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm no expert in shooting, and I don't come across that way. I'll tell you, I, I'm learning. You mm-hmm. know, I'm learning. I don't know all the terms. I don't know all this and that, but. I'm like a sponge, and I just go, and I'll, I'll let you know that. So I'm not trying to come right. across as so you're on a journey everything. to to learn I am more, on a educate journey. yourself, educate your audience. That's, yes, that's kind of how this show started. Right, you know, that's how okay. we started this show. Is our our thirst and, mm-hmm. and desire to learn more and be better. And right, how can we push and promote in a positive way right. our Second Amendment rights? Right. Well, and that's you know that's another thing. I'm just a I'm a big American, and I appreciate. our vet (laughs) hashtag america Mm -hmm. Uh, appreciate our veterans and our military and you know just want to support our second amendment and you know every day it's getting harder because it's obviously you know we have others that don't agree with that Mm -hmm. so which gives us even more reason to 
drive harder and that's right keep keep fighting the good fight right getting the word out there keeping it positive right yeah right for sure by practicing good safe gun handling correct. procedures correct pushing and promoting training mm-hmm. get absolutely there, get trained you know just because you get your permit doesn't mean you know how to absolutely. use your fire absolutely yeah. i went and took a two-day uh tactical uh class last year for my first time it was my first true training yeah um and i was like wow you know, you don't know what you don't know. I'm telling you. Until you learn it. And I thought I knew everything for, I needed to know mm-hmm. to protect myself. And I took my first defensive handgun class, and I realized how dead I would have been That's exactly, if I ever had an altercation. That's exactly what I learned. And, you know, to anybody that carries and has never had any type of training, you know, what I learned was if you do find yourself in in trouble or in a fight, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not like just going to the range yeah. and shooting. You know, it's it's real world and it's completely different and if you don't know what to expect um it's probably not going to end well you don't know how to mm-hmm. react to it you mm-hmm. know and that's what those classes are set up to do mm-hmm. and uh, you guys do training here when you're not doing the big three right the big three is actually a training center yeah. uh, is what we do here we teach the long range classes we'll bring you in teach you how to do the ranging we'll get you out to where you're hitting 800 yards every shot um, we get you your nice tight groups and 400 yards plus in. We do the tactical carbine classes. We do pistol carbine classes. We do transition classes. We do uh, self-defense pistol classes. We do concealed carry classes. And also one of the things that we do here is we provide free safety classes. You know, and, nice. And we have the we have somebody buys an AK-47 or an AR and they're not for sure how to use it yet or any other type of gun. We'll mm-hmm. come out and we'll give them a free class with it, a free demo. Very cool. And, Very uh, nice. And we also do the same thing, you know, once a month we do a free uh, CCW class. Okay. So we also... Free. Free. Do you hear that, guys? So yeah. if you're down in the uh, Daytona area, look these guys up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we, do a, we do a free class uh, once a month on that. And then we also have our other classes and stuff that we provide out there on it. And really, they, and the whole thing with the free concealed carry classes, and, you know, the, the laws vary across the nation and, and, you know, and really around the world about what you have to do to get your concealed carry. Like in California, right. they're concerned with money, money and not loss of life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you've got to have a reason to carry X number of dollars for them to give you concealed carry. Uh, but, but you really need to be trained on that. And when you go somewhere and you can just say, hey, here's your concealed carry license, the sheriff likes you. You know, you're in the mall with me. <laughs> right. And if you have to go out to defend yourself, I might be the guy across the way that gets shot. Mm-hmm. So in our concealed carry class that we train, of course, we have our we have our instructors that do that. We it's it's very little inside training. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit of the the blah 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 as we say it. Yeah. yeah. And 90, I like the blah blah blah. You remember? Well, not the blah 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 <laughs> is information that has to be out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 90% of the people that take a uh, CCW class take it and put their gun in the drawer and never pull it out again. Right. And you have to train. And that's one of the things that we do is is we teach the people enough when they go out there, we'll sort of let them shoot the way that they have if they've never shot before. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, or if they've shot before, they haven't shot before, then we'll teach them the proper way to do it. And right. when they leave here, they're like, wow. And then we have, you know, the people that want to come back into our defensive classes and everything else because, you know, you've created this new market for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, are you, where are you located? Where are you out of? I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. In Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm just up the road a little. Okay. So you're not too far away. Mm-mm. So uh, maybe you could uh, sign up for some of these courses, come down Absolutely. here. Absolutely. We do, do some videos to. on it and do some reviews of the class. Mm-hmm. Get some more ladies trained. Yes. You know, get women involved. That's another big goal of ours is to get, you know, to let 
everybody know they're welcome into this community. Oh okay. yeah, for sure. And well, we, especially we'll, women and, and kids. Well, we do women classes. You know, one of the biggest misconceptions out there and everything is, you know, you, you uh, my wife won't take my class. I know what. <laughs> She's not going to listen to you. She doesn't listen. Yeah, to me. that would be uh, counterproductive. You know, I've, I've, uh, you know, my senior trainer here, you know, Quentin Carter, has to teach her because she won't listen to me. You know, and uh, even though you're telling telling her the exact same thing, he's going to tell her. Yeah, he's like, I am. Eh, and, yeah, yeah but I don't know. Take... I don't know what I'm talking about. He <laughs> that's does. right. Uh, you know, and that's and it's the same thing when it comes to getting a handgun because the the father or the the boyfriend or husband goes out and they get their significant other one this handgun. They're like, oh, yeah, you're really going to like this Desert Eagle to carry. <laughs> you know, the first time they pop a round out of it, they hate guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they break want, their nose. They never want to shoot again. So we always try to do the class so it's it's separated, and those two aren't aren't put together in the same part, you know. So, right. So if we're teaching one one thing, and the other one won't get the other thing. He was just talking about you. Were your ears burning? <laughs> that, was, that was my wife that just, my wife just, just walked, walked by, by. <laughs> literally just came in as soon as i finished that statement he, he's absolutely right i've been instructing for five years now and i've been coaching my wife i can't call it instruction because she's not taking it well mm-hmm. and you know I, we spent a lot of time and money on ammunition getting her out going and shooting and that was before my involvement here at the big three training center right i go by the book I teach her everything by the book. Yeah. We come out here and I get her connected with CJ. And after three or four hours of shooting, he's saying exactly the same stuff I was saying. Mm-hmm. My wife is now a gun nut. My yep. wife <laughs> is now a certified instructor. My wife wants to be That's an the RSO. key. You know, you, you can mm-hmm. tell them all you want, but you know, it's not going to work. You got to have somebody else yep. right. tell them the exact same thing you just told them. Because my girlfriend's the same way. And she's the exact same way. She, I, she was telling me that last night. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I feel your pain. I know where you guys are coming from. But uh, you're probably the same way, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And it's not just your boyfriend. It's like people <laughs> yeah. who are close to yeah. you, people that you know. Right. You know, your mom and dad will tell you stuff, and, you're, and you go somewhere. Until and, you hear it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, we're all that way. You know, I've got a couple of girlfriends right now that have just recently told me, they're like, yeah, I, I, I want to go, I want to go learn how to shoot. I want to go, I'll go, yeah, let's go. And, you know, their husband has been telling them for a long time, you need to. Yeah. Isn't and, that now, the and now best, they're like, yeah. It's one of the best feelings that you get, you know, you, you bring somebody who's not familiar with this culture in right. this industry or firearms in general. And, you know, they've got this fear that, well, I just guess I'm, I'm mm-hmm. afraid of them. You know, mm-hmm. what are you afraid of? Well, I've just never shot one. Right. Or so, you know, you have an irrational fear. Right. Let's go to the range mm-hmm. and let me show you exactly what it's about. It's going to be a nice, safe environment. There'll right. be, you know, range officers there. You know, you take them to the, to the range and, and let them shoot. And yep. they, nine times out of 10, they're going to walk away gun nuts. Right. You know, we had a, we had a young lady and uh, she didn't like to shoot, didn't like guns. Uh, she had her car stole. And I actually went over to her house and brought her a, brought her a Mossberg and stuff to stay inside of there for her husband. She didn't want any guns in the house or anything else, and I uh, was totally against them. And she cried when I brought the gun over. That's how afraid she mm-hmm. was of it. Mm-hmm. And after bringing her out to the range and talking to her and, and going through the concealed carry class, she didn't want to touch a gun the first time. So, you know, baby steps. You know, the, Yeah, don't force it. The last ad that I did for Prep and More, she was, you know, she was inside the ad. Uh, with a Glock strapped on her hip and, <laughs> nice. you know, and, car- awesome. and carrying the same Mossberg. And she loves to shoot now every time that she, you know, gets an opportunity to come out here. And, I mean, it's it's a great recreational sport. Yeah. 
And once you get out there and, and you can see what you're doing with your skill set, I yeah. mean, that's that. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line about all this training and stuff is, is, you know, when parents are talking about they don't want them in the house with their kids or they don't want kids around guns or anything else. You know, I hate to tell you this, but regardless of how you feel about guns, Junior's going to walk up in somebody's house that's got a different that's opinion right. yours, and it's mm-hmm. going to be on the table, and he's going to be put in that environment. And it's just like drugs or sex. Mm-hmm. He needs to be educated on the right thing. If not, yep. you know, curiosity. You, yeah. you're just set there, and you're setting him up for danger. Absolutely. I mean, my, that's right. My kid built his first AR when he was eight. He can come out here and rattle, <laughs> rattle eight hundred, awesome. rattle eight hundred yards all day, and he can aim just about every gun there is. Right. I can't get him to come out here. I can't get him out of the air, ocean and off the surfboard. <laughs> That's know? kids, yeah. But, but he knows how but to you, handle you guns. You exposed. You didn't make it a taboo thing, right? You know, it's something that he's just all in the back of his mind is back there, and he's curious about, it and right. you know, he's just got to find out about it. You know, right? He's that's, edu- that's what these. That's what these parents that are overprotective with their children are setting them up for just like you said right yeah. you know you have to introduce the hot stove to them or they'll never realize it's a hot stove exactly right. wow yeah. that that was that was good that was a good analogy that well. was really good i like that can you show people the burns on your hand <laughs> <laughs> i think there's a t-shirt there somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely there's been a couple of t-shirts created this big three. I think so. <laughs> yeah. They're getting ready they're getting ready to come out. <laughs> Start a whole new line with everything. <laughs> so what's what's new on the horizon for you? What do you got coming up? What is new? Mm-hmm. Um I don't even, I don't any have projects anything coming up? specific. Mm-hmm. Um but I have lots of ideas and lots of things. I've been had a lot of invitations. Um so I'll go back to the drawing board and see where okay. where I'm going. Well, this next. is a great place to help your ideas blossom. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's so many people here that uh, all walks of life, all mm-hmm. different aspects of the industry that uh, can help make those ideas become reality. So for sure, don't be afraid Lots to talk to anybody about. Oh it. yeah, yeah, great exactly. people. That's what's great about you know this being a an event the way it is when you bring in a youtuber and and, you know and she has a lot of hits and she has a lot of views on her channel and stuff like that um but when she calls up some company and she says hey i'd really like to i'd really like to see your new glock 43 and she's talking to glock and you know they're like well who are you and she says oh i'm this that i've got a youtube channel Mm -hmm. and they say okay uh we'll be in touch and that's mm-hmm. the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but once she comes out here and she talks to the marketing director and the national sales manager that's out here, and they put a they put a name to that face, and they're like, "Oh wow, she's not just making videos. This is some mm-hmm. stuff that can actually help us." Right. So we like to put that face uh, to the people there and help out help out the people so they can start getting their articles out there. You know, and it sort of opens up a whole other avenue. Right. Yeah. So right. for for all you media guys that are out there listening. Uh, if you're a writer, if you're a YouTube guy, if you're you know podcaster like myself, uh, some form of media, and you're in the industry, and uh, you'd like to attend this event, get in touch with Schwell and let him talk to you about uh, maybe the criteria and whatnot that uh, that it takes to. Should to we come just out here. should we just put out your phone number? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> oh, you guys can get in touch with me through Big Three Training Center at gmail.com and I will respond within 24 hours. Very cool. They're always looking for. Uh, Good writers, good uh, content providers, uh, maybe people like like myself and like uh, Marla here that uh, have some you know different approaches to things, mm-hmm. but uh, they're you know they're productive and they're useful. Uh, Mike could use you guys here. Yeah. So what's uh, I guess the answer to this is the the long range was the your most favorite thing here. 
I was going to say, you know what? what? There's what's been so the coolest thing you've so seen? much, but I got to tell you, it's really got grabbed my attention. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it, um, but I guess it's just there's a lot that goes into it, and then when it actually all culminates and comes together, and you hit that target, uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh. She thinks that's her favorite thing until she transitions from her M4 into her pistol out from behind a barricade and starts popping steel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I can't say anything's my favorite. I just, I like to just learn and grow, and I'll shoot anything you give me, mm-hmm. you know, tell me how to shoot it correctly. Um, so it, it's all been great. It, it really has, and everybody has been super great. Everyone's been, you know, cordial and patient and... Um, just really, really, uh, nice. Yeah. And I appreciate really it. Helpful. Mm-hmm, very helpful. Yeah. And the, the companies that have been here, the, the manufacturers, the, the gun companies, mm-hmm. and they've all been super approachable. Oh yeah. Very much so. Just overly, you know, what, what can we do? You know, what do you need from me to yeah. make this happen? And, uh, absolutely. They get it. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a two way street. Right. You know, it's not a one way street. Right. And, and they get that. Very receptive. Yes. Leave the drama at the gate. Um, there are bigger shows that happen throughout the year where you walk up to a booth to talk to someone to get information. Mm-hmm. They ask you who you are, and they don't know who you are, or they don't feel as though you your numbers are, are big enough mm-hmm. to spend the time with them. Right. That's not the case here at the Big Three right. Media event. You know, That's true. We it, it is focused. It is dedicated to getting that information out there. And these manufacturers, while we handpick the media personnel, we also handpick the manufacturers that we send invitations to. Right. It's not just a free for all mm-hmm. just because you want to participate and you have a big name behind you, you're going to be here. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So, Marla, I got to ask you if you could spend the day at the range with anyone, whether they're past, they're still alive, or maybe it's a fictional character or a group of people, who mm-hmm. would you choose? <laughs> Uh, the first person that pops in my mind is Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a pass on that answer and pick somebody else. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh no. And the only reason is because I, I met him at Shot Show a couple of years ago. No, I'm just kidding. And Steven no. Seagal. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, he seemed he seemed he was approachable and nice, so Yeah. Maybe, Other than that, I'll have to think about maybe it. Maybe learn some of his uh, self-defense moves <laughs> on the range. That's, it. That's the advantage pretty girls have. Guys are always approachable. <laughs> oh, that, nice. He was. He was, he was very nice. He was very approachable. Of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> of course he's going to be that way. That's the first time Steven Seagal has been mentioned. I'll have yeah, to, well, I'll have if, I, if, I, if I thought about it, I could probably come up with uh, another answer. Well, that's the whole thing about the question. It's supposed know. to be spontaneous. Like, and that's, and yeah. there it went. Bam. Yep. Came in my head. All right, I'm going to ask you one more. What is your bucket list gun? You got to have this before you you pass away. Laws be damned, price be damned. Right. Anything you could have, what would it be that's firearms related? Uh, I probably would go with the uh, the 50 BMG. Mm-hmm. I'm yet to shoot it. Okay. So it's on my list to shoot. You've not shot one yet. I've not. Okay. It's on my list to shoot just because of wanting to shoot it in a pretty. So no, it's pretty badass. I'm sure there's some here, <laughs> but I didn't have the opportunity. I don't think anybody brought one. No. Mm-hmm. 458. There's guys had a 458, but no. And maybe once I shoot it, I might be like, well, that's not something I have. No, to have. you'll love it. Yeah, you'll love it. Okay, so yeah. there you go. So that's, that's what, my answer to that. Depending on what platform you shoot it from, uh-huh. like the Barrett 50 cal, right? It's uh, very. It has a nice uh, recoil. 
system in it. Even the barrel, you know, helps mitigate the recoil. And okay. it's, a, it's a really, it, it, it would surprise you. So it wasn't a bad answer? Mm-mm. No, that's a good answer. No, <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. You need to shoot one standard. I'll, I'll do it. You can do it. You need to shoot you one. Like, you like you do CrossFit or something like that. You work out. So. I uh, Similar to CrossFit, yeah. Yeah. I work out a little bit. Yeah. You got some guns going there. <laughs> yeah. Bringing the guns I, I to carry. the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Marta, thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Greatly Absolutely. Appreciate it. Guys, make sure you go and check out her YouTube channel. And how, how, how can they get to through social media and all that stuff? How do they do that? Um, if they just go, if they just plug in Baby Blue on the Town, and that's Baby spelled B-A-B-E-E, blueonthetown.com, it'll take them straight to my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And on my YouTube channel is also all my social media they can click on. Okay. You're on the Facebook Instagram, and Instagram. Facebook. And the- Twitter. I'm not as I'm not on Twitter as much as uh, Instagram and Facebook, but I'm trying to get it all going. So yeah, come check me out. All right, let's go shoot. Let's go shoot. All Thanks right. for having me. Let's try that 800 yard one out. For sure. Word.
Sheepdog and Sheepdog has been a great source of support for Phil, and so Absolutely. it's a dream partnership. Now they just got back from a huge, from that big um, uh, outing that they did at the Yosemite. Yosemite. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that was pretty cool. I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody yet either, but I did post some of their pictures. Um, they had a Facebook post. I think they had like 170-something pictures on there. Oh. And uh, I got through just a small percentage of them, but they were just absolutely gorgeous photos. Oh, sure. So I know those guys had a good time. So we'll get Sergeant Major um, on and let him tell us what a success the Yosemite was because I'm sure uh, it was nothing but a success. Oh, no way. Couldn't have done so we'll get him on, get an update on that for you leadheads as well. Bill, tell us, tell us more about about you and Fleoa, what you guys are all about. Well, Fleoa was started back in the late seventies by a group of uh, believe it was about sixteen agents from IRS, Secret Service, and um, FBI, looking to establish more rights for officers, agents, um, in the form of legal representation. You know, when you get involved in on-duty shooting and Misuse of government car or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, some officers or agents were getting jammed up by their agency for such, and they formed FLEOA to provide third party representation by uh, our attorneys that we keep on staff. And since then, it has grown and grown and grown. And we have three of the best attorneys that I, I can ever have met and, and know that deal strictly with all of our members uh, and all sorts of uh, various. Issues that come up on the job, be it lack of candor, misuse of the government car. Um, now, are you guys representing this uh, police officer in, in South Carolina with the Confederate flag boxers? <laughs> well, most likely not. No. <laughs> I think we leave that one alone. I don't know, man. I mean, you got to represent, you know. Yeah, if he's a member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, that'd be interesting to see if that one came up for us. But, you might uh, want to check into that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to ask Larry about that and see what his uh, take would be. Um, but since since that initial inception, uh, we have branched out more into legislative lobbying. Um, and that's always been part of it, but there's, it's grown more and more, as well as drafting our own bills and seeing those uh, pushed through into law. So that's and uh, what, last year I think we had six of our own bills passed. This year we've already one or two, I believe. Mm-hmm. One just recently passed the uh, Agent Self-Protection Act, basically preventing agencies from disarming their agents during sequestration periods, right. like uh, one of the agencies did last time it was a sequestration. Right. So that won't happen anymore. Very good. And that's all due to FLEOA. Correct. The, the lobbying. I assume you guys have lobbyists and, and whatnot. We do have one, and then uh, during police week, uh, all of the national board comes down, and we will spend a day or two on Capitol Hill meeting with uh, various senators and congressmen. Yeah. How would a, an officer know if, if his agency is a member of FLEO and they have the, the benefits of your group? Um, does the, does each individual officer has to sign up for it, or is it the, their individual agencies that sign up for it? No, it's the individual officer that assigns. Uh, there are a lot of members out there, obviously, so everybody knows about it uh, okay. from all the work that's done. Um, so they would just go onto the website, log in, or uh, sign up on the website, or call in and sign up. Uh, okay, uh, so so this guy in South Carolina could very well go and go and sign up and, and see an individual member. It doesn't have to be his agency. 
Correct. Well, he would. He has to be a federal law enforcement agent or oh, okay. a sworn deputy on a task force for gotcha. a federal task force. Strictly federal employee. Strictly federal. Gotcha. Okay. So this guy yeah. wouldn't qualify anyway. No. Yeah. Okay. So he's yeah he's not on. <laughs> um, gotcha. So you're more along the lines of um, Homeland Security, FBI. Uh, do you got any CIA members? Not that I know of. Of course, you wouldn't know that. They're CIA, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole alphabet soup of uh, federal law enforcement. And it's a great group to be part of. I mean, our, again, the, I can't say enough good about our attorneys or the those that have taken leadership positions within FLEALA, be it a chapter president, because uh, we have chapters all throughout the U.S., mm-hmm. a few overseas, or the agency presidents. that, And all this is volunteer. None of us get paid for this. This is all because we believe in it and oh, wow. want to look out for each other and the brotherhood and, and whatnot. It's just a great group. All right, so let's get into to getting to know you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with our new guest questions. All right. And I'm going to kind of jumble up a little bit. Do you have any law enforcement military background? Prior to my current position, no. Uh, I'm a master's level licensed psychologist that ended up in law enforcement and uh, absolutely honored and loved it. So how did you originally get involved with firearms? What's your earliest recollection of being involved with firearms, being exposed to firearms? Oh, my father living out in a very rural area, uh, big hunter. We had plenty of property, uh, so grew up with shotguns at a very young age. So, okay, what was your first shotgun, do you remember? Uh, Ithaca 12-gauge pump. Oh, Ithaca. Okay. Yeah, the Deer Slayer. You still have it? Yes, sir. Awesome. And yeah. and do you have kids? Yes. Okay. And uh, I assume you're going to take them out and show them. If you haven't already, I don't know what age they are. Uh, 12 and 9 and age okay. to it. Yeah, they have been out with the uh, 22, and, and the boy has, uh, uh, under close supervision, uh, shot a couple rounds out of the 27. All right. So when it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to movie, book, magazine, video game, song, whatever it may be? What's your go-to that's gun-related? Go-to gun-related? Aliens. Aliens? Yeah, just like fire. Sigourney Weaver aliens? Great movie. <laughs> okay, that's the first we've had that one. Yeah. Uh, what are they on now? Like Aliens 9 or something like that? They've yeah. several, several yeah. Aliens movies. They have one too many, I think, at this point. And then they had Aliens vs. Predator. Yeah, that was actually halfway decent. I thought it was good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, the original. It's hard to beat the original in anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Music-wise, Lamb of God. Usually go to that. Lamb of God. Yes, sir. Are they? uh, I think I've heard them before. What? Uh, Just hardcore metal and just fantastically live. Okay. Are they a Christian kind of band? Not really. Uh, No. Okay. (laughs) Lamb of God. So, so I've got a new favorite myself, uh, and I played. I played their song on last week's episode as the outro, and uh, it's the goddamn gallows. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you mention that. I meant to check them out, but this week they've just been too small. Dude, no, you got to check them out. Do yourself it's, you know, a favor. Google the goddamn gallows and listen to Y'all Motherfuckers Need Jesus. <laughs> I will check that out. And load your gun. Last week, that was awesome. What's that? Last week on the episode, uh, whoever gave you there, 
music choice that's, played somebody. That's them. That's, oh, that's the, it. That's, that's the, the goddamn guy. That was the name. That was Load Your Guns. Uh, was the outro that I played. Their song. I'm gonna have those guys on the show, and I got a feeling it's gonna be a wild show when I get them on. Oh yeah. No, I will look forward to hearing that one. Yeah. I went and watched them play. Um, they were in Nashville a few months ago. Me and Andrew. Andrew's been on the show several times. He's with uh, Kalashnikov USA, and um, he's like, "Dude, you gotta go with me to watch this band." And I was like, "Who? Who is it?" And he's like, "He told me their name," and I was just like, "I was not paying attention, you know, what he was telling me." And I was just like, "Yeah, cool. I'll meet you out there, you know, whatever." So we show up, and I mean, these dudes are—I mean, it's just your typical, what you would like, mega death kind of five-finger death punch looking kind of guys. But they're cla- the music's classified as like alternative country. Interesting. So they've got a lot of like banjos and um, more more country style um, instruments in their music. But it's really good the way they mix it up. Uh, I like it. I like yeah, it a lot. Sounds great. I'll have to check that out soon. Yeah. So uh, don't be surprised if this week's outro is another one of their songs. So <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a good show. Hopefully, I, I can get out to uh, to one of the ranges with them. We'll do a good little range time, get them fired up, and then get them on the show. That'll be off the hook. Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah, and speaking of ranges, you guys don't forget that June the 18th, that's coming up in about seven days from when we're recording this. So it'll be even less uh, by the time you guys hear this uh, on Monday. So, uh Make sure you go to, if you're in the national area, the Royal Range USA. They're having their grand opening. And uh, I'll be there. I believe Casey uh, Griggs will be there, CG3G, our three-gunner. And uh, hopefully I'll have, by that time, Nordic Components is supposed to be sending me uh, some of the rifles. So I still haven't got my hands on those. Um, we shot Casey's in those videos that you've seen. Um, but uh, hopefully I'll have some of those there on display for you guys to get some hands-on with and look. And, uh, you know, obviously, if, if we can get them, uh, let you guys shoot them, too, at the range. But they're going to have gun giveaways and membership giveaways and all kinds of cool stuff. We're working on trying to get Marcus Fox there to uh, set up to play as well. Uh, but if you guys are there, swing by. I don't know how long I'll be there. I don't know if I'm going to be recording or what, but I'll be there. And uh, just come by, say hey. And uh, ask for some swag, because I still got lots of Glock swag to give away. And um, I'm going to make another announcement here in just a minute. So, All right, so let's continue with our questions. Um, if, let's see, what's your bucket list gun right now? Got to have, want to have, very next purchase. If you're going to buy a gun, what would it be? From the blackout for sure. Ah, I can uh, help you. Short barrel suppressed. <laughs> that would be the one I go for. SBR uh, suppressed, three hundred blackout. Yes, sir. Bucket list done. Mini gun. Would love to get my hands on one of those and unleash hell with it. There you go. I think that would be like most everybody's like just. Ugh. <laughs> How could it not be? Shoot your shoot your wad kind of gun. Yeah, definitely the mini gun. That would be awesome. I think they have those set up at the, uh, from time to time up there in Kentucky at that big shoot up there. 
Yeah, or the one out, uh, like in one of the Dakotas, where they just nonstop shoot, blow cars up, all that stuff. Yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of those. I've heard that Spikes has brought one out to the Big 3 East from time to time, so maybe they'll bring that one out uh, this time as well. And I, I might get to uh, have one of my dreams come true, shoot it again. That'd be sweet. So, if you could spend the day at the range with anyone, uh, whether it be if they're still alive, dead, fictional character, who would it be? You know, I think now, and you brought it home for me, my father, uh, my father unfortunately, uh, had a brain tumor removed years and years ago, right, when I first started my job, and uh, made it through 12 hours of open brain surgery, but then had a stroke that left him hemiplegic, and that damn near killed him. So, uh, just reliving the days of shooting shotguns with him, that would be great to take my dad out and, uh, you know, actually let him play with some of this weaponry that I've now accumulated as I've grown older. So. Oh, I'm telling you, man, if, if my dad were still alive, because uh, I, I, I wasn't doing any of this while he was still alive, but uh, we, you know, we always enjoyed going out, hunting, shooting. Um, you know, we never really just sat around and had big conversations about guns or anything like that, but. I think this would be something that my dad would really have dug and got into with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he would would definitely be my co-host on this show. (laughs) No, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) My dad has tried squeezing off some rounds with his, you know, bad hand, uh, his non-power side, but it's not the same. I mean, he's watched and hung out, and it's been cool, but uh, it would be better just to deal and take him to the range and just let him shoot and have a good time. So if you could do a fictional character, who would you get? Oh, fictional character. You know, the group from uh, Predator, the, that group that Schwarzenegger was part of, that would be a fun group to go shoot with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fictional. That would just, because they have all the fun toys right there. That's yeah, cool. Don't bring anything. It's all right there. All set to go. Absolutely. You got your you got your minigun and everything right there. Yeah. Jesse Ventura, heck yeah. Yeah, Jesse Ventura's a jack wagon, though. Yeah, I know. His character is okay in the movie, but Jesse Ventura himself is a douchebag. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm not editing that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think that would be a group. But... That would be a good group. So you had, all right, so let's think back to his group. So you had Arnold, you had the bear, the Indian dude. Yeah. I can't remember what his name, what they called him. Uh, you, had, you had Ventura, and then there was another guy. He was more of a. Carl Weathers, whatever his name Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Carl Weathers. I forgot about yeah. him. Billy, you're talking Billy was the Billy uh, was, yeah, he was in like uh, that Eddie Murphy movie, 48 Hours or another 48 Hours or something like that. You remember that old, that old movie? Oh, oh yeah. And there was another one. They had another guy. He was kind of a clean cut. I think he had glasses. Oh yes. I'm all right, so I'm gonna Google it because I can't, I can't remember. And then he had that chick. His Mac. Mac. Yeah, Mac was uh, the big brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, he dry-shaped. Yeah, dry-shaped, caught himself doing that, yeah. That's right, I remember that. Dylan, Carl Weathers was Dylan. Sonny Lanham was the Indian dude, Billy. Richard Chavez, Poncho. That's it. R.G. Armstrong, General Phillips. Shane Black was Hawkins. Oh, the dude, the dude that played Predator. He was all, he also played the helicopter pilot. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I just saw that. I pulled up IMDb, uh, and I saw it. And then this uh, Shane Black guy was one of them. 
And we'll see that. Hawkins. I think he was the one that had the glasses in the lake. I think so. Wasn't he the one that took that big log to the chest? And I think that was him, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then he had that chick. Her name was Anna. She didn't dig a whole lot. She, no. she was just kind of baggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's what got everybody else killed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that would be a fun group, to, especially if they had the other full gear. That would be oh, awesome. Exactly. Oh, launcher. Oh, field day. Absolutely. All right, so we got to know we got to know Bill a little bit better there, and uh, tell people how they can go and join because we got a lot of uh, law enforcement guys that listen to the show. Um, I'm sure a lot of them are federal um, law enforcement as well. Now, does this also spill over to like the penitentiaries and things like that? Federal employees of the penitentiaries and Give us examples of, of agencies that are a part of you guys, and that might help our listeners decide whether they can uh, they qualify for it or not. Now, I'm sure they can just call you and ask you. Oh, yeah, absolutely, or just through the website and look. But, yeah, obviously, the FBI, the Secret Service, DEA, IRS, ATF, uh, U.S. Probation Pretrial, one of those little more less known ones, um, but all the OIGs, be it HUD, uh, TIGDA, Department of Labor, um, Social Security Administration, Postal police are members as well, uniform divisions, along with Secret Service uniform divisions. And the list goes on. I'm keeping track. It just goes on and on and on. Okay. Um, well, give them your, your contact info and how they can uh, get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, so all the sworn federal law enforcement officers out there are eligible to join as full members and receive all the, the legal representation in case stuff goes wrong for them and assistance in that, uh, as well as the federal deputized officers from state and local agencies. Uh, that's a reduced yearly cost for that, but it's still, when you're performing your federally deputized duties, um, you are eligible then to receive the benefits of the legal representation that we offer, um, as long as part of that federal job core duty stuff. Um, you reach me at uh, my email address, be it hampstead at fleoa.org, which is he is in Bravo, right? Or just Hampstead? Hampstead. Okay. Yeah, just his last name, Hampstead. H-A-M-P-S-T-E-A-D at Fleoa, F-L-E-O-A dot org. Uh, and that's probably the best route to get a hold of me at. And you also deal with retired uh, federal employees as well, right? Correct, yep. Uh, we have a board member that, that deals strictly with the retirement stuff, uh, being compiling LEOSA information and helping members kind of sort through that whole nightmare of trying to figure out if you're eligible for Leosa or whatnot and where you can, where you can't carry. Okay. Um, and then my whole role is to provide benefits to members. Um, so is it just the legal benefits that you guys have or is there, are there other benefits that they have as well, member benefits? Uh, that's kind of what I've been working on, trying to get members discounts on goods and stuff. Okay, there you um, go. Like Vertex, great supporter of ours. Um, FLEO members are eligible for uh, 30% off all their, all their gear. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, working with Benchmade right now. Benchmade has just been an amazing source of support for FLEO and, and helping us out with events and being present at that. Um, can't say enough good about Benchmade. And if you ever get a chance, brother, go out and check out their uh, manufacturing headquarters there in uh, Oregon City, Oregon. Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate the, the hookup there, too. Uh, I'm going to follow up with that email. I have not had a chance to do that yet. 
I got to give a shout out to my boy at uh, Crimson Ch- uh, Trace for sending my hat back to me. Um, at NRA, I got a, an autographed hat from uh, my buddy Ron Bellin at Reaper Outdoors. And um, Jeff, somehow Jeff Goddard over at Crimson Trace ended up with it. And <laughs> he was uh, kind enough to uh, send that back to me. And in addition, he sent a Crimson Trace hat also. So, so Jeff, buddy, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll have some things coming up from Crimson Trace as well. So you guys stay tuned for that. Yeah, they've got some nice products coming out. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, so make sure you get in touch with uh, FLEOA, Bill over at FLEOA, and uh, you can go to their website, uh, which is just FLEOA.org. And uh, Brian gave you his direct. Info. It's Hempstead at, was it Fleoa? Yes, dot org. Dot org. Okay. Bill, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate that. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing some things in the near future together. I know that uh, with our relation with Sheepdog Impact Assistance, we'll definitely be doing some things. Well, definitely. Thanks for having me on, Marty. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, buddy. Let's go ahead and thank our sponsors, Nordic Components. Check them out at nordiccomp.com. I've got some big news uh, coming up here, maybe the next episode. Um, but I got a call from Casey the other day, and he's got some big news he wants to drop on you guys. Uh, so stand by for that. Big things coming from Nordic Components. Cobalt Kinetics, check them out at cobaltkinetics.com. Um, they've also, Cobalt's been in a recent article on Guns American Digest, so make sure you check that out. And uh, Keith, Keith Garcia, has done a really cool video on their Black Series rifle. So uh, make sure you check that out on their Facebook page. Uh, you can go to Cobalt Kinetics and you can go to Cobalt Kinetics Shooting Team uh, to check out all that information. Multicam, check them out at Multicam Pattern. I think it's multicampattern.com. Uh, are you playing with something? Oh, sorry. Stop it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and then our contest that we've got coming up. I've got it set to start in July. And... <laughs>
Florida's defense. Of course, Glock. I've been giving Glock swag out for the past two months. Uh, you guys see me out in public somewhere. Um, you know, make sure you flag me down and ask for some Glock swag. And if I haven't run out, I'll give you some. Uh, Colt has put up prizes. Cantu Bruners put up a nice brass pin. CAA has put up a nice butt stock. ARAK going to be your choice. Some grips, some other accessories that CAA has. Apex Tacticals put up some of those Magpul uh, Glock mag base plates that they've got. Those are awesome. Devil Dog Concepts has put up one of their side charging handle kits. It's going to be fantastic. Tactical Walls, one of their concealed clocks. Keltex putting up prizes, and there's several more people. So that we're going to run that contest. It's going to be the full month of July. You know, what better month to do it than celebrate our independence than with Talking Lead giveaways? So that Nordic Components rifle is going to be huge, guys. Um, it's going to probably be, they're probably going to do some sort of a custom Cerakote on it. Stay tuned for more information on that and for another big announcement from Nordic Components. All right, guys, appreciate you hanging in there with us. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week with a whole new line of guests and jack wagons, and hopefully we'll get a good fact to fight the myth to make up for this week. But, Bill, again, thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to um, helping with, along with you, helping our buddy I got the gist. That's a what? It's an app where the gay gist. guys can oh. can find each other. I, I got enough to know she got the, that I'm good. She got the gist. <laughs> Not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, recorder. Sir, as your lawyer, I recommend that you refrain from that kind of conversation. Discount double take. Don't let the fatigue get to you. <laughs>